Hi, good morning and welcome to this morning's episode of the workbook lesson of A Course in Miracles. And um, for those of you who've been following the lessons starting on the 1st of January, you will be aware that we are at lesson 26 today. And what an extraordinary lesson it is. And I know that you'll tell me that I say this about every lesson. But that is true, every lesson is extraordinary. It's completely out of the ordinary. And the purpose of it, obviously, is to raise your awareness to the level of your recognition of your own extraordinariness. You are not an ordinary human being. You are the divine, perfect son of a divine, perfect creator. And um, clearly, hearing those words have had no effect <laughs> on you as you continue to labor under the misapprehension that you are a human being. So what you need is an experience of your own reality, a remembrance, if you like, of what you truly are. This is what the Course in Miracles means in the beginning, where it says that the Course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It's already what you are, it's what everything is. But it does aim at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. So clearly all you suffer from is a block in your own awareness to the truth of what you are. The purpose of the workbook of A Course in Miracles, obviously, is to assist you and coax you and gradually lead you by the hand to the point where you are absolutely ready to let those blocks go and to begin to recognize a that you're not that and that you would not want to be that and that you really do want the peace and joy and laughter and love that is your entitlement as a perfect creation of a perfect creator. So with that preamble, why don't we just begin by taking a moment and ah, taking a breath, taking several breaths in fact, and just relax. Let's play a little bit of music. Let's just let everything go as we really, in a way, get ready for an extraordinary experience. And I use the phrase get ready very loosely. So please don't write to me and tell me how no preparation is required. I'm very well aware of that. But let's become aware that we've come here, we've come together in this moment for a reason. We want to practice the workbook lesson of A Course in Miracles. We want to experience the liberation that is promised in the steadfast, pro in, in the steadfast practice of this. So let's play a little music here. And I think we might begin with a beautiful song by Mitch. And uh, why don't we go with Come to Peace. Here we go. to the table, come to the feast, come be the giver of the grace. 
Thank you so much, Mitch, for that beautiful song. And let me turn off the music that is now continue to play. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yes, if it's love for which you live, then love you must give. That's an extraordinary idea, isn't it? And that's, that's what we're here for. Uh, we are here to give love, for we are love. And we have forgotten over the millennia, over the millions of years that we think that we live here, we've really kind of forgotten how to do that. And so now we must be reminded. And, you know, the extent to which we are individually reminded really is, you know, to the extent that we want to be reminded. It's the extent that we really do want a different experience from that of separation and attack and hate and all of the stuff that characterizes a meaningless existence in a meaningless place. And so the truth is offered, the experience is offered, it's right here, it's right now. 
and uh, we've come together for that purpose. So let's take a look at today's lesson. And let's again remember that Jesus, the author of A Course of Miracles, is very clear about how these lessons should be practiced. He says that they should be practiced very specifically with great specificity, I think is what he says. And so he lays out the instructions as to exactly what you're expected to do in every moment or what you're directed to do or what you are required to do for you to really begin to um, derive the benefits of what's being offered here, to derive the benefit of the change of mind that inevitably occurs if you practice what you're told to practice. Okay, so let's look at today's lesson, which is lesson 26. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. And we immediately remember when we first came across this idea of attack thoughts. Does anybody remember? Three days ago. All right, three days ago. Lesson 23, which says, I can escape the world I see by giving up my attack thoughts. And that lesson did really go into the necessity for the relinquishment of your attack thoughts. And now we see again that charity really does begin at home, that everything I do, I'm really doing to myself. And we've come across this over the days that we've been doing uh, the lessons. And now we're seeing what these attack thoughts are actually doing to me individually. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. Wow, so I'm invulnerable as I am created, and I'm actually attacking my own invulnerability, my own innocence. Isn't that an amazing idea? So let's take a look, because he's going to exp explain to us why this is, and this is, this is so exciting. Okay, my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. It is surely obvious that if you can be attacked, you are not invulnerable. You see attack as a real threat. That is because you believe that you can really attack. Wow. And what would have effects through you must also have effects on you. Aha. It is this law. It's a law. It's immutable. It's not open to a discussion. And we'll look at this in greater detail in a minute. It is this law that will ultimately save you, but you are misusing it now. All right? There's no equivocation there. It's not saying, ah, oh, you may be sometimes misusing it. No, you're misusing it now. That's okay. That's why you need the mind training of A Course in Miracles. So don't immediately get into a defense or an argument about how far you've come and therefore you're not misusing it. You're misusing it now, okay? You need all the help you can get, all right? You must therefore learn how it can be used for your own best interests rather than against them. So we see a whole bunch of ideas that we've looked at in the last three days literally encapsulated in that one paragraph. 
Because your attack thoughts will be projected, you will fear attack. Mm. We have an interesting word there. Projected. Aha. Okay. Have we come across that word before? In the lessons? No, we do we know. See, this is it's, it's so great. Okay, let's let's continue because this is we can really kind of you know unravel this. I love to look at the lessons and how they're put together and what's actually working and what I am being told because I'm being given a lot in very few lines, very few paragraphs. They're huge, as Claire will say, they're loaded. <laughs> okay. And if you fear attack, you must believe that you are not invulnerable. Attack thoughts, therefore, make you invulnerable, make you vulnerable in your own mind, which is where the attack thoughts are. Attack thoughts and invulnerability cannot be accepted together. They contradict each other. Wow, split mind. The idea for today introduces the thought that you always attack yourself first. If attack thoughts must entail the belief that you are vulnerable, their effect is to weaken you in your own eyes. So you're really now beginning to see the premise from which you depart as a human being. That you, you really do operate on the premise that you are vulnerable, that you can be attacked. What is the, what is the result of that? You defend yourself. You must defend yourself if you believe that you can be attacked. What you do not see is that you are the attacker and the attackee. Isn't that an amazing idea? This is what you're now really beginning to learn. And if we rewind a moment, we'll go back to number 11, where he mentions the word forgiveness. Oh, now we're beginning to see a connection between my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world and my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. Amazing. But let me, let me try to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and read this without comment. But I do like to kind of unravel it first and then read. So please forgive me if you find it irritating. You might want to practice the idea that your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. <laughs> okay. Attack thoughts and invulnerability cannot be accepted together. They contradict each other. The idea for today introduces the thought that you always attack yourself first. If attack thoughts must entail the belief that you are vulnerable, their effect is to weaken you in your own eyes. Thus, they have attacked your perception of yourself. And because you believe in them, you can no longer believe in yourself. A false image of yourself has come to take the place of what you are. Wow. Now, we have to realize that 
this lesson is not speaking about how you were 500 years ago. This lesson is about right here and right now. And so that the image that you have of yourself in this moment is weakened by the idea that you can be attacked. And that's what you believe as you sit or stand or lie or however position, whatever position you're in, as you listen to this or as you read this, that you really think of yourself as a human being, as something that is vulnerable, something that can be attacked. And that's actually how you perceive yourself. That's how you see yourself. Wow, that's an amazing idea. Okay, let's continue. Practice with today's idea will help you to understand that vulnerability or invulnerability is the result of your own thoughts, period. You're the captain of that ship. That's an amazing idea. You are literally deciding and making up what you want to be so for you. We've come across this idea repeatedly through the, uh, the last 26 days. Okay, nothing except your thoughts can attack you, period, end of story. Whether it's Kim Jong-un or ISIS or whomever, where is it? It's in your own mind. They're your own thoughts. Wow. Interesting, isn't it? Nothing except your thoughts can attack you. Nothing except your thoughts can make you think you are vulnerable. And nothing except your thoughts can prove to you this is not so. This is why the change has to occur in your own mind. It's by your practice that you begin to see the truth of what you are. There is no other way. You cannot theoretically grasp this. It is your mind that has to change. This is so cool because you can literally let everything go and apply this to yourself always. There is no power that can prevent you from applying the truth to yourself, from literally taking this and getting free. That's amazing. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. The key, you know, we, we came across that word key. The key to forgiveness lies in it. The key is in your own hands. You have the key. And I will give unto you, Jesus says to Simon Peter, you. I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you shall bound, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It's in your own hands. It's in your own mind. It's in your own thoughts. How simple is salvation? Wow. Okay. Six practice periods are required. They're not optional. <laughs> They're required. If you want to start to get the results, you've got to do what you're told to do. Six practice periods are required in applying today's idea. A full two minutes should be attempted for each of them. Although the time may be reduced to a minute, 
if the discomfort is too great. And the discomfort will be huge if you persist in defending yourself against the idea. That's the only thing. We've just been told that only your thoughts can attack you. So <laughs> if you're experiencing discomfort, guess where that's coming from and why? Isn't that amazing? You can reduce it to a minute if the discomfort is too great. Do not reduce it further. Okay, guys, set your alarms for six times today when you're going to set aside two minutes for practicing this. You're asked to do that. See, forgetting is not an option. They say, oh, well, I forgot. Don't forget. Set an alarm. Mark your calendar. Tie a knot in your shoe. Whatever it is you have to do, do it. Why? Because you want this. Okay. So these six period, practice periods are required in applying today's idea. A full two minutes should be attempted for each of them, although the time may be reduced to a minute if the discomfort is too great. Do not reduce it further. Okay. The practice period should begin with repeating the idea for today. What's the idea for today? My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. Wow. Then, closing your eyes and reviewing the unresolved questions whose outcomes are causing you concern. So, my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. I then close my eyes and then I begin to review ideas that, you know, whose outcome or situations or whatever, whose outcome, you know, are causing me concern. All right. The concern may take the form of depression, worry, anger, a sense of imposition, <laughs> fear, foreboding, or preoccupation. Any problem as yet unsettled that tends to recur in your thoughts during the day is a suitable subject. You will not be able to use very many for any one practice period because a longer time than usual should be spent with each one. You should really go through it. So it's not like a cursory glance. No, you take each thought and you really look at it. Today's idea should be applied as follows. Okay, first, name the situation. Okay, I am concerned about, I am concerned about my cousin Timothy, let's say. Okay, then go over every possible outcome that has occurred to you in that connection and which has caused you concern referring to each one quite specifically, saying, I'm afraid blank will happen. Say, for example, I'm concerned about my cousin Timothy. I'm afraid, that he, I'm, I'm afraid that he will overdose on heroin and die. If you are doing the exercises properly, you should have some five or six distressing possibilities available for each situation you use. So my 
cousin Timothy is going to go steal, to buy drugs, attack his mother, do all kinds of stuff that will finally result in his imprisonment or death. But he, what he's saying here is that if you're doing the exercises properly, you should have some five or six distressing possibilities available for each situation you use. If you're doing it properly, you should have five or six. So it doesn't really do you any good to say, well, I have only one, so I have to move on. Do you see? So there has to be some willingness on your part to actually do the lessons properly. Okay? It is much more helpful to cover a few situations thoroughly than to touch on a larger number. As the list of anticipated outcomes for each situation continues, you will probably find some of them, especially those that occur to you toward the end, less acceptable to you. This is a mind that really knows you. Right? This is the one thing that was very clear to me in A Course in Miracles. Ah, I am exposed here. I am revealed. I am like I'm known. Okay. Uh, so you might find the, you will find towards the end some of the outcomes less acceptable to you. Try, however, to treat them all alike to whatever extent you can. After you have named each outcome of which you are afraid, tell yourself that thought is an attack upon myself. That thought, whatever the thought is, Whatever the thought seems to be about, it is an attack upon myself. Conclude each practice period by repeating today's idea to yourself once more. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. What an extraordinary, extraordinary idea. So what I'm going to do, because of my inclination to commentating and you know, my verbosity, I am going to read this again without comment, and then I'm going to play a piece of music, instrumental, so that you don't get distracted by the lyrics, and we will actually spend a minimum of two minutes, or what well, he says, a minimum of a minute, but I will play, the, the music will probably last longer than two minutes, that's why I'm saying it, so we will um, practice, okay? And we'll really practice. And it doesn't matter that we did it before because we need six practice periods today. Okay? So I'm going to read it through. And you're going to hear things in a completely new way from how you heard it 10 minutes ago. So let's just you know, get together, pay attention, and listen and go. Okay? Thank you so much all for being here. I love you with all my heart. I, this, is, this is just for me. And I just appreciate so much your love and attention and your support in this. Okay, so let's start. Lesson 26, Workbook of A Course in Miracles, if you've just joined us. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. It is surely obvious that if you can be attacked, you are not invulnerable. You see attack as a real threat. That is because you believe that you can really attack. And what would have effects through you must also have effects on you. 
It is this law that will ultimately save you, but you are misusing it now. You must therefore learn how it can be used for your own best interests rather than against them. Because your attack thoughts will be projected, you will fear attack. And if you fear attack, you must believe that you are not invulnerable. Attack thoughts, therefore, make you vulnerable in your own mind, which is where the attack thoughts are. Attack thoughts and invulnerability cannot be accepted together. They contradict each other. The idea for today introduces the thought that you always attack yourself first. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. If attack thoughts must entail the belief that you are vulnerable, their effect is to weaken you in your own eyes. Thus, they have attacked your perception of yourself. And because you believe in them, you can no longer believe in yourself. A false image of yourself has come to take the place of what you are. The practice with today's idea will help you to understand that vulnerability or invulnerability is the result of your own thoughts. Nothing except your thoughts can attack you. Nothing except your thoughts can make you think you are vulnerable and nothing except your thoughts can prove to you this is not so. Six practice periods are required in applying today's idea. A full two minutes should be attempted for each of them, although the time may be reduced to a minute if the discomfort is too great. Do not reduce it further. The practice period should begin with repeating the idea for today. Then closing your eyes and reviewing the unresolved questions whose outcomes are causing you concern. The concern may take the form of depression, worry, anger, a sense of imposition, fear, foreboding, or preoccupation. Any problem as yet unsettled that tends to recur in your thoughts during the day is a suitable subject. You will not be able to use very many for any one practice period because a longer time than usual should be spent with each one. Today's idea should be applied as follows. First, Name the situation. I am concerned about blank. Then go over every possible outcome that has occurred to you in that connection and which has caused you concern, referring to each one quite specifically saying, I am afraid blank will happen. If you are doing the exercises properly, you should have some five or six distressing possibilities available for each situation you use, and quite possibly more. 
it is much more helpful to cover a few situations thoroughly than to touch on a large number. As the list of anticipated outcomes for each situation continues, you will probably find some of them, especially those that occurred to you toward the end, less acceptable to you. Try, however, to treat them all alike, to whatever extent you can. After you have named each outcome of which you are afraid, tell yourself, that thought is an attack upon myself. Conclude each practice period by repeating today's idea to yourself once more. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. So we're going to spend some time now and we're going to do this lesson. We're going to practice. We're going to exercise. And the exercises are not like some remote dress rehearsal. They are real. They're for you. They are now. Use things that are really bothering you. This is your opportunity. This is the Miracles Healing Center. The whole purpose of this is healing. This is your opportunity for this transformation to occur in your mind. This is a learning, so let's do it. So I'm going to play a piece of music. You're going to begin with my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. You're going to close your eyes, and then you're going to begin to think of the stuff that really distressed you. You pick up each one, and you'll say, I am concerned about my bank account. I am afraid that I will be destitute. I'm not saying that you say that, but you, whatever things are bothering you. And you do it exactly as we have been told. And after each situation that concerns you, and you've gone through all the possible eventualities, you say, this thought is an attack upon myself. And then you go on to the next thought. Okay? So we're going to do this with... Um, a piece of music, and I think we're going to choose uh, the nocturne here. Here we go. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability.
Wow. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> How was that? Great, huh? It's nice to be finally known, isn't it? Um, to finally not have to hide. I mean, certainly that's how it is for me, is that I, I find now that I can actually admit to things within my own mind. And I, what I found to be really quite bizarre over the years is how much I am defended even within the so-called privacy of my own thoughts and how hard I have worked as a human being to justify myself to myself. Isn't that an amazing thing? And you know, the great thing about, um, well, I don't know how great it is, but the, with the attack thoughts, you really do become aware of how much time you spend in the attack on yourself and how completely reversed um, the time is. And what I mean by that is how little time you spend at peace and how much time, how disproportionately huge the time is that you know, you spend in a war against yourself, quite literally, you know, because now you've begun to realize that, you know, that sense of imposition or that idea that someone is doing something to you or is saying something about you or, you know, Walmart has raised their prices or whatever it is, that all of these thoughts are literally an attack on yourself that they're not happening outside of you, that you are literally, uh, that you literally are the architect, if you like, of the world in which you find yourself. That's an amazing idea. And also the realization that it's literally undone in your own thoughts as well. Isn't that incredible? That creation has nothing to do with any of this that you know, the world I see has nothing to do with reality, is of my own making, and does not exist. That's an extraordinary realization in every moment that you realize that. And the one thing I do have to keep reiterating is that each lesson that we do <laughs> does not render the previous lessons invalid. Do you see what I mean? And so, for instance, <laughs> I know that it sounds crazy that I have to say this, but I'm, I'm saying this for good reason, and it's because of questions I've been asked or, you know, um, comments that have been made and so on and so forth. So if we take, for instance, le lesson number 14, God did not create a meaningless world. That was as valid on the first day as it is today, regardless of what aspect we seem to be working on. And so if in lesson 14, as Jesus states, the world I see has nothing to do with reality, it is of my own making and it does not exist. That was true then, that was true on day one, and it is true today. 
we have a tendency, and I am as guilty of this, to forget about the lesson each day that it goes. You know, all of a sudden, it seems now that as you're working with your attack thoughts, that the world is real again. No, it's not. Do you see? Um, and I don't know how well I've done in expressing that, but this is, an in, this is an integrated thought system. Truth is true, and nothing else is true across the board. Nothing I see means anything is as true on day one as it is today. My thoughts are images that I have made right here and right now. And so that's the only thing that I really want to underscore here, that the lessons are part of a whole. They're not discrete things that suddenly become invalid, you know, when you decide to forget about them. So these ideas to which you are being introduced are true ideas, and they hang together, they are cohesive they are one. It's really the same idea that is being expressed in many, 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 many different ways. Because the whole idea of multiplicity is an idea that you have come up with that justifies or verifies to you your concept of separation, your concept of a separate self. They're not really many things. The idea of many is your idea because you believe that things are separate. The idea of separation is, is, is real to you. That central idea is being undone. And what is being revealed is your own oneness, your own integrity, the oneness and the wholeness of your own mind. I love the way that he says it. I think it's in lesson 12 that he says, beneath your words are written the words of God, or is written the word of God. That's a real thing. So all this stuff that churns and bubbles on the surface have no meaning and no reality. There still is reality. There still is God. Lesson 12 was when he says the word God for the first time, and then he moves it into the title in Lesson 14. But I, I'm not going to go into that. There's no, there's no need. But these things aren't just random. There's, there's nothing in the lessons that are just there because, nah, you know, why not? It's all part of an offering that's being made, and that offering is integral, and it's here, it's now, it's you. And there's nothing that really stops you in any moment from realizing it. But the realization is in your experience. It's not in the words about them. Does that make sense? Okay, we've got 15 minutes. And I'm just going to open the book at random and just see you know, what we end up reading. <laughs> and I'm going to do it online because I can't open at random on my uh, Kindle. <laughs>
So let's, let's see what we have here. If we go to the text and if we go to the, uh, the table of contents and I just click and see what comes up. And it's chapter four, The Illusions of the Ego. Ooh, this is really interesting. So we're just going to just read a little bit here before we play some music and go to the video. And by the way, I do really, really recommend that um, you watch the video with us, the video of the Master Teacher. The Master Teacher of A Course in Miracles teaches A Course in Miracles as we teach A Course in Miracles. But it's not really about the conceptual expression of the ideas. It is really an invitation to the experience. And that's all really that's happening. That's what's happening in the book. That's what's happening in this class. That's what's happening in the center. It's always an invitation to an experience of yourself. And that's self with a capital S. Okay. All right, so the Bible says that you should go with a brother twice as far as he asks. Yeah. Remember, walk the extra mile, turn the other cheek. You know, if he asks you for your pants, give him your jacket also. Remember that? Okay. <laughs> okay. It certainly does not suggest that you set him back on his journey. This is really interesting. Devotion to a brother cannot set you back either. Devotion to a brother cannot set you back either. That's an interesting idea because the problem is not that. The problem is what you think devotion is. Okay, let's continue. It can lead only to mutual progress. The result of genuine devotion is inspiration. A word which properly understood is the opposite of fatigue. <laughs> So let's, 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 let's just take a moment and take a look at that. That's, very, that's a very interesting idea that, you know, be devoted to your brother. Devotion can't set you back. But devotion, if it's genuine, if it's real, results in inspiration. And inspiration is shared, right? The opposite of inspiration is fatigue. Uh, so if you find, for instance, that, you know, your brother's wearing you out, maybe what you're calling devotion ah, is not really devotion. It's nothing to do with him. It has to do with you. Okay, so yeah. All right, so let's continue. Um, the result of genuine devotion is inspiration, a word which probably understood is the opposite of fatigue. To be fatigued is to be dispirited, but to be inspired is to be in the spirit. To be egocentric is to be dispirited, but to be self-centered, and that's with a capital S, in the right sense, is to be inspired or in the spirit, or in spirit. The truly inspired are enlightened and cannot abide in darkness. Wow. So you begin really now to see the, 
the joy of the mind training. Because don't forget, only that we just read you that your attack thoughts attack just you, that you're being attacked by your own thoughts. Aha! So listen, to be self-centered in the right sense is to be inspired or in spirit. Well, that would be the practice of today's lesson, right? That would be not attacking your invulnerability. That would be lesson 23. Wow, the truly inspired are enlightened and cannot abide in darkness. You can speak from the spirit or from the ego as you choose. If you speak from spirit, you have chosen to be still and know that I am God. I love it. These words are inspired because they reflect knowledge. And you know, this really underscores the necessity for the practice of the workbook lessons. Can you imagine spending two minutes, six times today, in being still and knowing that God is. Be still and know that I am God. And I is the capitalized I. The I am that I am. It's the capitalized self which you discover in your stillness. Remember that beneath your words is written the word of God. That's the necessity for the practice. That's for you to be inspired, to be enlightened and not abide in darkness any longer. This is the whole workbook of the Course in Miracles. I love it. Okay, let's continue. You can sp speak from the spirit or from the ego as you choose. If you speak from spirit, you have chosen to be still and know that I am God. These words are inspired because they reflect knowledge. If you speak from the ego, you are disclaiming knowledge instead of affirming it and are thus dispiriting who? Exactly, and are thus dispiriting yourself. Do not embark on useless journeys because they are indeed in vain. The ego may desire them, but spirit cannot embark on them because it is forever unwilling to depart from its foundation. I love the idea of forever unwilling. Be forever unwilling to leave home. Be forever unwilling to, to see a meaningless world. Be forever unwilling to be in the hell of your attack thoughts. Be forever unwilling to attack your invulnerability. Wow. The journey to the cross should be the last useless journey. Do not dwell upon it, but dismiss it as accomplished. 
if you can accept it as your own last useless journey, you are also free to join my resurrection. Until you do so, your life is indeed wasted. It merely reenacts the separation, the loss of power, the futile attempts of the ego at reparation, and finally, the crucifixion of the body, or death, you call it. Such repetitions are endless until they are voluntarily given up. Do not make the pathetic error of clinging to the old rugged cross. The only message of the crucifixion is that you can overcome the cross. This is the entire workbook of A Course in Miracles. This is why you sit down for two minutes and go home. So I'm just going to finish this paragraph and then we are going to go. Um, do not make the pathetic error of clinging to the old rugged cross. The only message of the crucifixion is that you can overcome the cross. Until then, you are free to crucify yourself as often as you choose. This is not the gospel I intended to offer you. We have another journey to undertake. And if you will read these lessons carefully, they will help prepare you to undertake it. And this is the whole workbook. This is our lesson for today. My attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. And I will look at all the crazy concerns I have and remember that each one is an attack upon myself. I love you with all my heart. Thank you so very much for joining with me this morning in this extraordinary uh, practice that we have today. My gratitude to you knows no bounds. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's really today go our way rejoicing in the endless love of God as we remember that our attack thoughts are attacking our invulnerability. So I love you and I will see you everywhere. You have been listening to Voice from Heaven, live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.